podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. The Whistleblowers is back for the season by Labrooks. We're called Whistle, and this is true. We love to do the things that we're not supposed to do. We don't need robbing, stealing... Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Albany Pub in London's glamorous West End to another edition of the live World Cup Whistleblowers. Calm down, calm down. My name is Theo Delaney. I've got, an, I've got a weighty panel here tonight. Mm. I've got, uh, sitting to my far left, or I've, you're probably more centre left, I've got David Aranovich of the Times newspaper. Woo! Hello and welcome. <laughs> How are you? You've only just got here. You... No, incredibly hot. I've just been doing a series of radio productions about the deep state for Radio 4, and some of the most important <laughs> and critical elements of which I intend to introduce into our discussion. Brilliant. The world this is the discussion. kind of intellectual weightiness. Raise the bar. We've got this is a, a weighty Raise panel. The bar. Because also to my immediate left, I've got comedy, human institution of comedy, Graham. Smith. How are you, Graham? Good evening. Good evening. Uh, Just because I support Crystal Palace, I think it's a little harsh. Little harsh. (laughs) And to my right, I've got somebody who's actually come here hot foot from the World at One studios at Radio 4. This is the kind of weightiness we're talking about. My own brother and the third intellectual on this panel tonight, Sam Delaney. Yeah. There he is. He was, this, he was the essayist uh, on the world at one today. Right. What about It that? wasn't about the deep state. So we've had, we've got if the... I thought of it, I would have said something about <laughs> yeah. that while I was there. What were you actually talking about? Um, the song Three Lions. <laughs> <laughs> Radio <laughs> 4's going downhill. <laughs> yeah. what, what is the deep state, David? Well, that was precisely what we were, the question that we were yeah. asking. We have a very good Turkish academic. You can hear her when the programme well, goes good. out. Little plug. <laughs> I like the sound of this. I like it. I'm going to tune in straight. When's it out? Actually, I don't even know. You're just embarrassing me. We should have got a Turkish academic on this. Yeah. That's the only only kind of academic we don't have, let's be honest. So, but what we're all here to talk about, lads, is the World Cup. Now, we're in a very exciting place. First time since 2006. That is 12 years since England last got this far in a World Cup. How excited are you about this? David? <laughs> you look excited. Well, no, it's, it, it has a real problem. How could you be more excited than most of the people are already about it? I mean, uh, you know, we are one inch away from uh, certainly a really difficult situation. That um, uh, Colombian's penalty goes in instead of striking just kind of one inch lower. Yeah. And all this kind of incredible yeah. elation turns to something else. Now, you imagine it had gone in and then Dyer had missed. Suppose that had happened. What would we now be saying? These are two events. They're just two moments in a football match. At the end of a football match, what would we be saying? I don't think we'd have turned up. We wouldn't have turned up at all. <laughs> but, we, we, you know, this, all this stuff about yeah, our incredible discipline, our fantastic preparation, etc. That's all for the birds. We'd be saying there wasn't enough yeah. preparation, there wasn't enough discipline. Yeah. These two moments, etc. So, one of the things that happens in a moment like this is incredible over-interpretation. And you're kind of, you know, do you really want to kind of add to it? But I am really pleased. Good. Well, that's good. You are really pleased. I am really pleased. Okay. And what about you, Graham? Um... There's a sort of, obviously, being an England supporter, and also, weirdly, I sort of, being a Palace supporter, watching England play, 
is a bit like watching Palace play because you have long, long periods of depression and occasional very brief moments of ecstasy. And, and so the fact is that those, those, that penalty didn't go in and then Dyes did, that is, that's like pure Palace. That's pure <laughs> Palace. It's just like we couldn't never expect this. And so I'm, I'm a bit more cup half full, you know. It's just like, yeah, we're going to go all the way. Of course we're going we're gonna to be... I've already told my brother we're going to beat Sweden 3-0, so we have to do that, you know. And then, who knows? Who knows? Sam, are Colombia the dirtiest team you've ever seen? Yeah, they've brought shithousing to a new level, haven't they? And, and you know, like, in the last World Cup in 2014, they actually were a really good team and everyone liked them because they were a surprise package. They had the player of the tournament and Hammers Rodriguez. They played beautiful football. Everyone loved them. But they didn't do any shithousing. So what the Columbia FA did was a full root and branch review of their shithousing. And they set up a new school for it to get the young lads doing all those dirty tricks. And now they've come back stronger this year and have really taken things to a new level. They've well, overtaken the Uruguayans, haven't they? Well, they've so got, they'll be very pleased. They've got that shit-housing coach, haven't they? The bloke who tried to take out Sterling, you know. Uh-huh, that, yeah. that is, yeah. that's it, the plot. Even the, the coaches plot, are doing yeah, it. It's like, well, he's, that's what he's there for, yeah. you know. Yeah, so they got the, one of the coaches who goes off ripping the waistcoats off other people. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But now, of course, England are, as a result of this result, are third favourites to win the World Cup. Well, and in fact, you look at it and you think... Well, why, why not? We'd be complete idiots to not win the World Cup now. We've, got to play, we've worked, like, waited all this time. Suddenly we have to beat Sweden and then Croatia or Russia to get into the bloody World Cup final. Yeah. If we don't get at least the World Cup final, we might as well not turn up again for a World Cup because we'll never have a better opportunity than we do right now. Yeah, I mean, Southgate's actually come out and said that himself, which is, I thought was very un-Southgate. Are you expecting to play down the expectations and try and dilute the pressure? But he's actually more or less said, bloody hell, I mean, we've got... I mean, Jesus, we'll never get a better chance than this. I know, he could easily have said the thing about how we're a very young team and we're still yeah. developing and kind of leave himself a great big exit. Of course, that's strategy. what he should have... I, I but mean, he didn't, he closed, he closed his own exit off. He, yeah. he'll, he'll turn round if we do go out, kind of looking for that. And he'll say, no, you shan't that. Yeah, you, you should have, <laughs> you no could have said that before. You should have got your excuses in before it happened. He's done that terrible thing of... And he's introduced hope. Yeah, uh, yeah. Big mistake. But he's a palace man as well, of course. Of course, you know, and he's like, you know, there was a little debate on Facebook. Oh, he's a villa man, villa man. Surely not. He's a palace man through and through. But obviously, you know, with Southgate, with, with Roy, you know, who's like re-established his reputation at palace, palace you know. Yeah. Big palace link. I don't know whether that's a good thing or a bad thing. I suspect it's probably a bad, bad thing. thing. <laughs> by, your, by your own description yeah, of yeah, Crystal yeah, Palace, and yeah. you're a fan. Yeah, it yeah. could go really wrong, wrong yeah. really wrong. It could. Well, in a minute, we'll look at the odds. As I say, England are third favourites now. In fact, they're second... Sorry, they are... No, they're third favourites. This, this list hasn't got France on it. I can't help thinking <laughs> France must be up there. But if you did want to bet, in a minute, I'm going to tell you the prices. I should mention that our World Cup shows are backed by Labrooks, who are giving us special odds during the tournament. For starters, you can sign up and get England to win in 90 minutes versus Sweden at odds of 40 to 1. 40 to 1. You deposit five quid, you bet one pound, and hopefully win 40 quid worth of free bets. The promo code is ENGLAND. Easy to remember, ENGLAND. And the uh, link is bet.thewhistleblowers.net. If you've already got an account, by the way, with Labricks, don't fear, because they're giving our listeners a free bet if England don't win the World Cup. You've covered all, they're covering all the bases. 
the whistleblowers is back for the season by Ladbrokes. And we're carrying on now back to Ladbrokes, who are our friends <laughs> and supporters. I'm going to tell you now what the odds are. Now, France have just, as we record this, France have just dispatched Uruguay with the minimum of fuss. Terrible goalkeeping error. Did you see that? Mm. Horrible, so horrible. That goalkeeper's basically ruined his life. He yeah. will never walk into any establishment in Uruguay ever again without people pointing at him going, that's the guy who made that terrible, terrible yeah. mistake. That is the horror. Don't they shoot people in South America? They, that's, <laughs> that's another Colombian thing, the, fame, the world championship. You won't put it past the Uruguayans, though. No, I mean, I don't know much about them, but I've No, no, Uruguay, Uruguay's a really mellow country. They've legalised cannabis and oh, they, do, oh, they do all their aggression Well, that's on the probably why field. he was bloody tried to punch the ball instead of he was bloody it. hallucinating. He was off his nut. Yeah. So just a stern mm-hmm. beating. Yeah. 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 Just, just an old-fashioned kicking. But um, so looking at the odds now, now these odds will be that France are through. So that means that as we speak... They are favourites at 5-2. to two. Then you've got Brazil at 3-1. to one. And Presumably, if Brazil win tonight, they go favourites, or at least joint favourites. England are third in the betting at 7-2. to two. Uh, Then you've got teams that you know, the bookmakers expect to fall by the wayside. Croatia, 6-1. to one. Belgium, 13-2. to two. Russia, 18-1. to one. Could be a good bet, given that Putin's showing possibly he's fixed the whole thing. Yeah. We have, we've explored that possibility before. Sweden, 22s. Another good outside bet, because we've seen Scandinavian... We've seen... Remember when Denmark won the Euros? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It could happen. Uruguay, 100 to 1, according to this list. I wouldn't recommend that one. No. I mean, that is <laughs> not, not very generous for a my, team my, who not are really. not My nephew's an Arsenal fan back in the days I'm before we had it. the internet. No, I'm, I'm sorry too. But he used to take bets to school when he was a, 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 a kid, a 10-year-old, on midweek matches where the results had already happened, but they didn't know. <laughs> and the person who's <laughs> taking the bets, that's a bit like that one, really. Yeah. <laughs> what, not even with a free goodness. bet. Yeah, let me place this money for you on Funnily Uruguay. Funnily enough, Theo mate. Um, called Fred. Fred Head was yeah. his nickname. Yeah. And I remember you watching a rerun of the 1966 World Cup final and you convincing him that you knew what was going to happen and getting him to bet money on it. And he was so high, like the bloody Uruguayans, <laughs> that he didn't realise he was watching a game that was, uh, even at the time, 20 years old. Yeah. And you fleeced the poor bastard. Yeah, I'd forgotten that. So what Four happens two. when an idiot meets a fraud? 4-2. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. I mean, he was both... There's money to be made. He was a There's massive no stonehead and a total football ignoramus. Yeah. It's a winning combination. combination. Yeah. Yeah. Essentially asking for it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> exactly, exactly. So what do you reckon? I mean, odds-wise, who, who do you fancy for this World Cup? England. Okay, you, you actually... No, seriously. You yeah, really I do. Think, you well, do. you look at 7-2. Um, they've got to be... You know, Brazil and France, there's no value in them. No, but and I mean... England have okay. got a clear route into the final, and then it's just 90 minutes. I mean, if you get to the final, whoever you're up against... You know, you've got a chance. You've got a chance. England have got a puncher's chance, even against France and Brazil, right? Because they've well, got they, Harry they've got Kane. Harry, He's, Harry Kane is the punch. Harry Kane is the, the best striker chance. in the tournament, isn't he? So, yeah. You know, why shouldn't we win it? For me, the ideal scenario is Belgium versus England. Yeah. Because I've got Belgium to win it, so I win either way. Mm. OK, I'm looking for some objectivity here. <laughs> I'm looking for objective analysis based on the evidence in front of you, rather than what bet you well, may have bet. you know, I, th- I, I think Brazil will beat Belgium, but I want Belgium to beat Brazil. Mm. For your own personal reasons? Just no, because I want... Because be- of Neymar, what a... Really? So Ooh. you've taken against... You're one of these... You've absolutely massively taken against Neymar. Indeed, because I of have. his because of his role, we've seen some of those memes where he rolls all around the world. It's brilliant, isn't it? Yeah. But I, my thing about Neymar, everyone's taking against Neymar. Neymar probably is a bit of a tosser because there are other, there's other evidence of that apparently in his off the field activities. But 
I always remember what George Graham used to say about Ginola. Ginola, who was, for a time, the greatest player probably in the world for that one season where he won all the prizes. After, after France won the World Cup, and he said, I'm now going to become the best player in the world because I'm so upset they did it without me. And he used to get accused of diving all the time, of course. And George Graham, who is not known for his uh, love of fancy dans or, or flamboyant players, he was interviewed about it, and he said, the thing about Ginola is, what you've got to understand is, he's an artist. He's on a different level from the others, and the only way they can stop him every single week is they kick him throughout the game. They're trying to spoil the game and they're trying to stop genius. And the only way he can possibly really retaliate is he's going to make sure that every time they even touch him, he's going to go down and he's going to try and get free kicks and he's going to try and get them booked. So who's the bigger cheat? The people who are trying to kick a genius out of the game or the genius who's trying to, in his own way, retaliate? But there have been plenty of... Amazing players, you know, just that, don't, like that. that don't do that. That, 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 that don't Messi. do that. Messi, you know, it's Messi. like you know, you know, if, even if, Cristiano if, yeah, Ronaldo. If you get kicked and you go down and you get a free kick, then fine. Yeah. No, but there's a problem for Messi, isn't it? His balance is so good that he can't fall over. Mm. Yeah, they can't he actually do. physically can't do it. It's a bit like the Fonz in Happy Days trying to say sorry, he can't actually accomplish <laughs> it. It's like yeah. one of those kind of things, Weebles you know, wobble, but they don't yeah, fall yeah, down. He just kind of keeps on going up, so yeah. it doesn't work for him. Yeah. Whereas Neymar is, is a little bit different. Now, the one that always amuses me most is Suarez. Suarez actually does get hit on somewhere which you can see is something like, you know, maybe his ass or something like that, and then go, holds his chin. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And I just commented about this on Twitter, and some Colombian woman, uh, not Colombian woman, some Uruguayan woman said, why can't you just enjoy the football? <laughs> really? So I thought that's what I was doing, you know. Yeah. I mean, because... Far, part of our enjoyment in discussing this is that Neymar does all that. What you don't really want to see is Neymar get a wrong penalty as a consequence of it. And so, but great players. I mean, Didier Drogba, he did this all the time. The boy was built like a brick shit house yeah. and went down as if he was poleaxed if somebody, you know, kind of two foot three hit him in the, yeah. in the, in the shin. Um, I, I always thought this kind of, you know, there is obviously quite a lot in, in professional football which is about percentages. Will you get the decisions? Now, what's really changed now is what VAR is beginning to do for, for, for this business. We can be less worried now about diving than we were before. I'm, I, I was, I, I was like, I, I'm with VAR like I was with the Oyster card. I didn't like it when it came in, <laughs> and I resented having to, t- having to yeah. have one. But now, ten years of where it risen in the Oyster card, I wouldn't do without it. Mm. And I suspect we're going to be the same way about VAR. Yeah. It doesn't matter what name yeah, it is. But now you just use VAR. your debit card. You don't need an Oyster card. Yeah, what would yeah. be the equivalent of that? don't think there is one. I don't know, but I do envisage a, a point at which a ref might have a smartwatch so no. he doesn't have to run the ball over tells to the side. You. The equivalent is the ball will tell you what this is. It will yeah. speak. It yeah, will say, speaking ball is yeah, what we've all been waiting ball. for yeah. all the these years. Ball. The smart yeah. ball. The smart ball. Exactly. But they haven't yet used VAR, I haven't seen them use VAR to punish anyone for simulation, for diving or anything like that, and I wonder if they'll start to do that. And, but as usual, the, t- the, the big problem with VAR is that thing where most of the... Most decisions are a matter of opinion. They're not clear-cut, are they? I mean, you look at that, what actually happened with Neymar, the one that's turned into the meme where he rolls all around the world. (laughs) He did... It was ridiculous, his reaction, but he got trodden on deliberately with a studded boot and then the guy put all his weight down on his arm. Uh So what we know is the guy really should have been sent off. The guy definitely hurt him. But we also know that Neymar massively overacted the idiot. Like a knob, yeah, yeah, he made himself, in a situation like that, he made himself look like the bad he guy. He needs yeah. fake blood. Yeah. That's what he needs. He needs a little kind of pa- pa- package of fake blood. Rugby style. Like rugby yeah, style. rugby yeah. style. Yeah. Someone so mentioned that the other see. day. Everyone says, oh, rugby, you never get this in rugby. But then someone said, what about that time when the bloke brought the blood capsules to pretend he was in? Yes. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> 
Yeah, I mean, uh, but I'm, I'm the same as you, David. I, I was kind of anti-VAR as a rule. I mean, I was totally in favour, of course, of goal line technology. Can't argue with that. But everything else, because nothing else is so binary. It, it beca- yeah. it, and, and early doors with VAR. Last year we found it in the FA Cup and also so even slow. in the group games here. So slow. And sometimes they come to the wrong decision and you think well what's mm. the point of that we can get a wrong decision with a referee we just don't waste five just get minutes get it quicker yeah. yeah and now with VAR because all the players have completely you know sussed it out straight away every contentious thing it's just like they're all making the screen sign they're all making it yeah. and so yeah. suddenly you've got this massive pressure on the referee all yeah. the time but the thing is it is arbitrary that as far as you can see it's arbitrary at the moment that things happen and refs <laughs> sometimes just choose not to refer to VAR so we just don't know what the rules are, and the refs don't either, and that's why players are running over. No, it. No, I, I, I love this. I mean, there's a whole Harry Maguire who's now got this down to a kind of fire. And I'm just, the whole nation is going, it's a film! It's a film! <laughs> <laughs> Listen, lads, we have to wrap up quite soon, so what I want you to do now is concentrate very hard and tell me objectively, genuinely, who you think is going to win the World Cup, and we'll be holding you to this... In 10 days' time or whatever it is, Graham, who's going to win the World Cup? I think France are going to win it. Okay. And you, on the basis that they are the best team? Because it's not obviously always the best Yeah, team. well, you know, when we were talking before, there isn't, there isn't a standout team, is there? There really isn't a standout team, I don't think. Sometimes you know. one emerges, doesn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it could and be France. Yeah, well, you know, and I hope it's England, but I think France... The way that they sort of dealt with Uruguay today was yeah. very... It was a very professional performance, wasn't it? You know? Yeah. And it could be they played three South American teams in a row and they've seemed adept at dealing with, their, indeed. with them. Indeed, you know. All right, I like that. You've made a good case there. David? Well, I mean, if in history is anything to go by, then somehow or other it's got to be Germany. <laughs> <laughs> It's gone to VAR. <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right, Germany. Okay, right. And uh, Brazil. I, yeah, well, Brazil, Brazil, really. Brazil, I, yeah. I think Belgium are going to win the World Cup. Really? I just thought that because I sort of thought, who are the standout team? Belgium are the team with the generation of great players. And they came back from 2 0 down against Japan to win 3 2. And when you say a team might emerge, I think if you look at their collection of players, they really are the outstanding team. So they beat Brazil. I think they'll. I think they. I'd like to see Belgium win the World the Cup. The only thing Belgium lack is depth a little bit because when they brought on, I thought it was a joke. Like everyone else, they're bringing on Chadley, who literally plays for West Brom reserves. Yeah, but he came on and did well. I know that was the funny thing. And Fellaini, who was a bit of a joke, a slightly comic figure, isn't he? And they both came on and they did do a job. Mm. And they didn't even bring on Musa Dembele. So, yeah, yeah Belgium, make a case for Belgium. And you're, you can make a case for Brazil, right, David? I think you can make a case for Brazil. I think position for position. I mean, yeah. I love the French, and I'd love it if the French won. And I'd, I, a Brazil-France match is, is going to be a great match if that, if that happens. Yeah. Um, and that's really the match I most want to actually see. Yeah. Um, that would be like the one that should have been the final. Right? But Brazil, in the end, have got the experienced players. And, you know, they've got Paulinho. <laughs> Man's got something to prove. He's like he's like their Chadley. Yeah, he's a, a player who Super is absolutely Chadley. not good enough for Tottenham Hotspur at all. Not even good enough for if we had a reserve team, we wouldn't have even got in that. Look at him now. Yeah. But okay, so the last thing I want us all to imagine because I do think this isn't that far fetched. I mean, they're seven to two. What can you paint a picture for me of England winning the World Cup? What will happen? Can you even get your heads around that? 
Well, what will happen in the country? Yeah, just what? Well, I mean, just imagine. I don't think that people will know what to do exactly. with themselves. Exactly. I, I think people It'll be will be like that Burt Bacharach song. Yeah, I just don't know what to do. Yeah, with exactly. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. People just won't. He's playing in London tomorrow night. I mean, it might Time almost. Late. People will just do nothing. Just stay at home. I think. I think one of the things that happens it's very deplorable when England lose and football teams lose is there's an uptick in domestic violence. I think if England win the World Cup, there'll be a massive uptick in women divorcing their husbands. Like, <laughs> I can do this. I can do this. I don't know to live with this bastard yeah. any longer, etc. I can launch out there. If England can win the World Cup, anything's I don't have possible. To live with this guy. Yeah. Graham, what could, what's, what's, the, what's the image in your mind of well, post-victory? Obviously, there'll be a week-long national holiday. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. And, and people will just see, be so full of joy that, yeah. that, 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 that they, they, they'll suddenly see clearly and they will rise up and they will defeat Brexit. Ah. Oh, I like Way. that. I like that. A little bit of politics. the Queen stood on the bonnet of a car. <laughs> <laughs> Jumping up and down. Just going mad just and spraying, and spraying Stella oh. over a load of policemen. And, and, and drops dead that minute. Yeah, and then just Drops twice. dead that minute. And it's then how we go, she would have wanted it. Yeah. And then we go straight from the England victory to a state funeral, a state funeral to a coronation. Love yes. it. All in one An go. orgy of patriotism like we've never <laughs> seen. Never seen before. Well, with those images in your minds, <laughs> listeners, I'm going to call it to a close. I'd like to say thank you to David Aranovich. Thank you, Graham Smith. Thank you, Sam Delaney. My name is Theo Delaney. Thanks for listening, everyone. Thanks to this huge throng here. Thanks for coming. Come on, England. See you next time. Ta-da. This is a Playback Media production. To listen to all our football podcasts, visit playbackmedia.co.uk. The Whistleblowers is back for the season by Labrooks. Never write off the Germans is back, this time with me, Barry Castanola, for another season of hilarious Celebrity World Cup quizzery. Each episode, I'll be joined by three lions of the comedy world who will battle it out in a hastily put-together quiz and share their favourite World Cup moments. The winner will celebrate like a drugged-up Maradona, while the losers will cry into their shirts like Gaza. I'll be refereeing proceedings with the authority of Pierre-Luigi Colina, but the ego of Mark Clattenburg. Download the first episode next week with guests Bob Mills, Kevin Day and Paul Tonkinson. If you want free tickets to the live recordings in central London, go to belletto.co.uk, that's B-I-L-L-E-T-O, and search Never Write Off The Germans. Subscribe to Never Write Off The Germans now and never miss an episode by finding us at neverwriteoffthegermans.com or on Apple Podcasts or wherever you usually get your podcasts. Terms and conditions apply. Listeners don't have to be over 18, but they may be the swear word. The winner may not be on drugs and losers may not cry. Hilarity not guaranteed for everyone whose comedy is subjective. Podcast Network.